Hello, hello, y'all. Hey, it's me, Robin. And before we get into today's episode, I'm here to let you know that the club is open right now for new members. I'm going to take a couple minutes to fill you in on all that the club is offering right now. So if you know for sure you're not interested in joining the club, you're just going to want to hit the forward button a few times until you hear that baffling behavior show jingle. Okay, so the club is a virtual community for families of kids with vulnerable nervous systems and big baffling behaviors. Many families in the club are parenting kids with a history of complex trauma, but definitely not all. Some are parenting kids with vulnerabilities that emerge from their neurotype or their sensory system or their giftedness or their neuroimmune disorder. And of course, some have no idea why their child's nervous system is so vulnerable. The primary purpose of the club and why I've created it the way that I have is connection and co-regulation. Because when I reflect back on my time as a therapist, it wasn't the skills and strategies and tools and techniques I taught parents that mattered the most. What mattered most was how connection and co-regulation strengthened their owl brain so that they could stay more regulated in the face of the chaos in their home. Then they could, number one, actually use the tools, and number two, start to feel a little bit better even before the tools started to work. The club can be accessed online both through your browser on your computer and through an app. And it's open, of course, 24-7. There's a very active forum, a huge video library, and multiple live events every month. Sometimes I teach a masterclass on a specific topic. Sometimes we come together for group coaching or just to ask questions and pick, pick my brain. We have two sessions every month called Connect and Co-Regulates, and those are designed to offer exactly that. There's no teaching, no coaching, just a place for you to be seen and heard by people who get it. Currently, we are also offering once a month bonus sessions for siblings of dysregulated kids. The club is intended to be kind of like a buffet. There is a ton in it, not because you're supposed to do everything in the club. You take what you need when you need it and come back when you're ready for more. If you could use a little extra support, consider joining us. You can read all about all the details over at robingobel.com slash the club. I'll put a link in the show notes And we're open today until the end of the day, Friday, May 3rd. All right, y'all, here's that episode you're waiting for. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Fridays in February Q&A episodes on the Parenting After Trauma podcast. I'm Robin Goebel, your host. Let's dive right in and listen to this parent's question. Please leave your message. Hi, Robin. I've been following you for years and listening to your podcast since the very beginning. I feel like I've learned many important things, but it can still be hard to actually do those things. What am I doing wrong? Okay, first, let me just say that I can guarantee there are a lot of listeners out there just nodding their head right along, either because they have the exact same question or they remember 
having the exact same question. And it probably wasn't that long ago. I mean, I remember having that question too, right? Like, how can I know all these things, but not do them or at least not do them as often as I'd like? All right. So there's a short answer and then I'll go into the longer version. Y'all know that I cannot help but go into that long version, but the short answer is that you need and deserve more connection and more co-regulation yourself so that your brain and body and mind and nervous system can stay more mindful, more present, and more regulated when we're in the middle of a stressful situation. Like when your kid is going bananas or having a behavior that is just stressing you out, right? You need more connection and co-regulation so that you can stay more grounded and then be able to actually use all of this great information that you've invested a lot of time and energy into learning. Okay, so the long answer is that all that great information that you've been learning over the last years is stored up in what I call your owl brain. Y'all have maybe heard me talk about like your kids' owl brains and like the whole Parenting After Trauma course is all about owl and watchdog and possum brains, right? And we're talking about kids in that course, and I'm usually talking about kids in this podcast, but the truth is, is that owl, that the grownups have owl brains too, and watchdog brains and possum brains, but let's think about our owl brains for a moment. The owl brain is the part of the brain that can take a pause. The owl brain can take a breath, and the owl brain can ask ourselves like, okay, is this really an emergency? Like, do I need to freak out too? Do I need my, do I need to join my kids freak out? Or can I allow myself to have like a real authentic feeling, but not be freaking out about it at the same time? That's an owl brain question. The owl brain remembers facts. Like the owl brain remembers the things that you've learned and the owl brain can think ahead to the future. Meaning the owl brain can pause and think something like, hmm, if I respond by yelling and screaming, this will probably get worse. But if I respond with a breath and then by offering some connection and some co-regulation based on what my kid needs in this moment, and of course, still set a boundary, I could potentially de-escalate this situation, which that's what we want, y'all. Like I know, especially when our owl brains are flown away, it's easy to get really focused on, I just need this behavior to stop. And that's not untrue. But another way to look at, I just need this behavior to stop is I really need my child to feel more regulated, more connected and more safe so that their owl brain can return because Y'all, the behaviors that are stressing you out in your kids aren't owl brain behaviors. So yes, you want the behavior to stop, but if we pause and step back, what we really want is to create an environment in which our kids' owl brain is invited to return. But anyway, I digress. We're talking here about your owl brain. So of course, the owl brain can have like a big, huge, wide variety of feelings. Owl brains aren't calm or happy. Our brains can be scared and mad and sad while still staying present 
and connected with yourself and regulated, right? So regulated and owl brains don't mean necessarily calm, right? The owl brain though, can remember the facts that it learned when the owl brain was in charge. So think of this for a second. The reality is, is that you probably learned all those great parenting skills while your owl brain is in charge, right? Like you are listening to a podcast, you're reading a book, or you are at a conference of some sort, right? When you were engaged in those activities and experiences, almost certainly your owl brain was in charge. Most parents aren't learning new ways of parenting while they are freaking out, right? Because they're too busy freaking out. That's just how the brain works. You're learning new things when your brain is regulated and your own owl brain is in charge. That means the owl brain is holding that information. And you need to be at least somewhat connected to your owl brain to use that information. Okay, so obviously the next question that makes a lot of sense in this conversation is something like, how on earth do I stay more connected to my owl brain while my kid is freaking out or going bananas or having a behavior that's really pushing my buttons? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. (laughs) And the simple but definitely not easy answer is that you simply need more connection and more co-regulation, just like I talk about being what your kid needs in order for their owl brain to be more in charge, right? It's simply just how the owl brain grows, connection and co-regulation. Now, kids are mostly getting that connection and co-regulation from the grownups, but adults can get connection and co-regulation actually from two places, from other people, of course, but also actually from yourself, So let's talk about that one first. You can practice things like self-compassion. And I talk so much in this podcast about self-compassion. So I know y'all are familiar with the concept of self-compassion. I have an episode dedicated specifically to self-compassion, robingobel.com slash self-compassion. And you can practice things like attunement and connection to yourself in addition to self-compassion. They they kind of all go together. In fact, I have a webinar that's called How Do I Stay Calm? And it expands on the concepts that's in the podcast episode called Not Flipping Your Lid When Your Kid Is Flipping Theirs. You actually can find that podcast at robingobel.com slash not flipping your lid. And I know I've just given you a couple different links. I'll make sure they're in the show notes. But the podcast episode is robingobel.com slash not flipping your lid. And if you go to that link, you'll also be able to, so you can listen to the podcast, but you can also read like a summary of that podcast episode. And it takes you through like the four steps that I talk about that go along with not flipping your lid. And then the, how do I stay calm webinar is this full like hour and a half or two hours. I really can't remember how long it was. Um, But it's this longer expanded webinar and it's stored in the on-demand video library that's in the club. So the podcast and then the expanded webinar walks you through this four-step process, basically of like attuning and connecting to yourself and then offering yourself self-compassion. And you can do these steps in the moment when you're facing a dysregulated behavior from your child. But it actually also works really well to practice those steps out of the moment. So like after a situation that didn't go well and your kid was going bananas and then you went bananas too, you actually can later 
reflect back on that situation and like using your imagination, you can almost rewind that stressful scene with your child and imagine yourself going through those steps of connecting and attuning to yourself, offering yourself self-compassion, and then taking a breath. So again, those four steps are at robingobel.com slash not flipping your lid. And then there is this expanded longer webinar that's stored in the on-demand video library inside the club. So all club members get access to this um, growing. It's already have over 30 um, videos in it and it's constantly growing on-demand video library where you can um, practice and learn more of these concepts. We have to remember that at our core, we're relationally interdependent people and we need other people. I, I know that firsthand when life gets stressful, it's really easy to turn inside, right? To stop reaching out and to kind of isolate. And these are actually the exact times that we have to be really deliberate about practicing our vulnerability to reach out to others, to connect with safe folks, right? And safe is the key word here, right? We have to connect with people who get it, who aren't judging you and who are willing to welcome all of your feelings. You, just like your kids, need that experience of being seen and felt and known and welcomed. For everyone listening, pause like right now in this moment and just take a really quick little inventory. Like who in your life can you turn to, to feel seen and felt and known and not judged? And when was the last time you connected with that person or those people? And if it's been a while, just be curious with yourself. Why? Why has it been a while? Can you prioritize connecting with them? Friends or relatives, support group members, your therapist, online friends and Facebook groups even can be amazing. As long as they're filling your cup and don't become a place where everybody's just getting really stuck and like churning around in the hard. Truly being seen and known allows our bodies to metabolize and process through our very righteous feelings of grief and anger and despair. The connection and co-regulation that we get from others allows our window of tolerance to grow so that even when things are really hard and the hard doesn't change our window of tolerance can grow. Okay, so just be mindful. Like if you're in a space where feelings don't seem to be processing or moving through, and instead there's just this kind of feeling of stuckness in the heart, just be mindful and curious about how helpful that actually is. Without question, we need places where we can bring our full authentic selves and all of our feelings. But when those feelings are truly met and seen and heard, the feelings move through and we move into a place where we ultimately feel better, even if nothing else changes. So just ask yourself, is the space that I'm in or the groups that I'm in, is that true? Do, do those feelings move through and do I ultimately end up feeling better? Okay, so to get back to the original question, there's absolutely positively nothing wrong with you if you're having a hard time staying in your owl brain, especially when everybody around you is not in their owl brain. And if you're having a hard time remembering all of that great parenting information that you've learned in the past few years, probably while you were in your owl brain, right? There's nothing wrong with you. You're just wonderfully, perfectly human. You're not a bad parent and you're not failing. 
you simply need more connection and co-regulation. This actually is exactly the reason why I created the club. I mean, parents have been asking me this question always that some variation of why can't I do the things that I'm learning or something that will sound like, like when I'm teaching, I'll maybe get a hand raise. It's like, this all sounds really great, but we can't actually do this in the moment. Like when our kids are freaking out, we can't do the things that you're teaching us to do. And I was like, absolutely. I totally get that. If it was as easy as learning something and then perfectly being able to do it, we podcasts like this would hardly even exist because you would be learning it and doing it and you wouldn't have any continued challenges, right? And then the fact that you're like learning this thing but having a hard time implementing it, it becomes this brand new stressor, like another pain point, another stress in your lives. Like you're failing at something, but y'all, it isn't about failing, First of all, there's definitely a space to remember that we all need to practice new skills. Like practicing is a part of the, like the equation for sure. But we also need to have continued experiences of connection and co-regulation that are allowing us to grow our owl brain so our owl brain can stay more in charge. We need more connection and co-regulation because exactly like what you're hearing me talk about with your kids. I know, I know that that could be so hard to find. It's, it's, it's hard to feel seen from people who really just can't even begin to imagine the challenges, the very real, real life challenges in your life. And it's hard to find those people who, who can relate. I really wanted to create a space where there was no explanation needed, right? You just walk in or with the club, you just log on, I guess. But that's what I love about conferences and workshops too, like bringing together groups of parents who are all saying, I need help, right? You just walk in and you look around and instantly know like, oh, these people get me. These people aren't judging me. I don't even have to say anything. And these people are like, mm-hmm, I totally get it. And I really wanted to create that in a space that was more accessible, which is what I was hoping to do when I created the club. But it's kind of one of these interesting things. Like even if you go to like a conference or a workshop and you don't even talk to anybody or ask a question, you are still getting the benefits of being in a space where everybody gets you without even saying a word. And you know that you feel it. There's just like this energy in the space. And the same, thankfully, has been true in the club too, right? So like there's so many members who don't even participate that much, right? They don't participate much in the forum and they don't come to a lot of live events, but they're they're listening to all the live events maybe by recording. But they still, even, even though those things are true, they're still in the space of being able to look around and like every, all these people get it. Like without me saying a word, these people get it. And that experience of knowing you're in a space where without you having to say a word, people get it, that in and of itself with nothing more like active (laughs) begins to like knit in the connection and co-regulation that you deserve and ultimately allows your owl brain to stay more in charge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, dear listener, who is brave enough to ask this question that almost everyone has thought and wondered at some point in their parenting journey. If you have a question that you'd love for me to tackle on this Fridays in February podcast series, head over to robingobel.com slash podcast and look for the box that says, send me a question. 
if you're on a desktop or a laptop, it's going to be right near the top in the upper right hand kind of column. If you're on your smartphone, you'll have to scroll down a bit. Like you'll have to scroll down to, you know, it's like you get these images for like the last eight podcasts. You have to scroll down and to get past those eight images. So after a little bit of scrolling, the background changes to purple and you'll see the words, send me a question. All you have to do is click a button and record a short voice message like right there. You don't leave the website. You don't do anything. Just click a button, record a really short voice message. It's actually super, super easy. Remember, don't tell me your name. Don't tell me your kid's name and make it as short and as simple and as free of details as possible in order to get your question across. Um, but robingobel.com slash podcast. And I'll see you back here next Friday. And maybe I'll be answering your question. Y'all have an awesome weekend. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally. Someone gets me and my kids, but also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events, including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now... You can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you, then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash beingwith, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you can get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. 
Or you can just head to my website, download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now. And I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.